This episode of Locked on Blue Jays is brought to you by Postmates. When you need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., and ibuprofen at 10 a.m., just Postmate it with your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever the heck kind of delivery service. All year round, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour thanks to the largest on-demand network in the U.S. Offers delivery from restaurants, grocery stores, convenience stores, traditional retailers. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will find it and deliver anything to you. Just download the app on iPhone or Android for free. Browse those local restaurants and track your delivery in real time. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. So to start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with that code LOCKEDON. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com. And welcome to the offseason, or if you're a fan of one of those other teams, welcome to the postseason, which is brought to you by Vivid Seats. Make sure to make a memory that lasts a lifetime using Vivid Seats and get a discount on your next live event by entering promo code postseason. You get a discount of up to $100. I'm your host, AJ Andrews. i I'm here. I'm I'm still tangible, I guess. I um I do apologize for just what happened last week with the schedule. It it got all out of sorts, um the various events and everything. I was gonna try and do things on Saturday, but playing four softball games in a very quick time frame, we'll knock that out of you. Um, especially, like, especially after, and, and if you follow me on Twitter, you know this, I, I managed to hit a home run. Like, honest to God, I have as many home runs as Anthony Alford now. And, like, it, it looked exactly like Alford's. It, it wasn't pretty. It came in my last at bat. Um, I knew the pitcher pretty well. I, I took her, I took her deep a couple times, which that never happens in its own. One of them was caught, but one of them was over the center fielder's head. So that was funny. But yeah, it was the last, last at bat. And I was, I was in a miserable run of form entering that. And like, I, I don't, I don't even remember like the sound of it. Like I got, I got all the metal on it, I guess. And, and I was just looking up 
and I could see the left fielder just going back and back. I'm like, please just drop over her head. Just just get in there. And then she reached the fence and it 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 wasn't there. And it was it was insane. Like like again, those those of you who know me know I've described myself as as a Ryan Goins with boobs essentially. Um yeah, I I do not get a hold of pitches like that. So so that was insane. And like I I knew the other team that that I hit it against. I played for them a few times. So I I guess if I was going to do it off any other other team, I'm glad it's them cuz like they were just as happy for me as my own team. And yeah, I I think that's a new pinnacle of my athletic career being able to say I I hit home runs. I well, home runs singular. Uh so yeah, after um after that, I I've been pretty tired since then. I've been recovering. Had a long drive to Moncton today for what amounted to about a 3-minute veterinary session looking at Kite Koho's eye which you know doesn't make me feel like I wasted my day at all so that's how we got here I know I took up a lot of time with that I'm gonna be very quick with my own segment because this is essentially Blue Jays fan Monday (laughs) this is supposed to be the Friday episode but again things just kept getting pushed back and so this week we are going to make up for last week with a full slate of episodes before transitioning into the kind of two-a-week off-season schedule. I I may come on like if there's notable stuff happening in the postseason, but I'm going to try and focus on Blue Jays as much as I still can. So we'll do that. This week I, I have pretty much mapped out. Tomorrow we're going to talk about the finale uh, later on, we're going to talk about where the current members of the Blue Jays stand heading into next season. So today, though, I did want to get that Fan Friday uh, question resolved. And it's pertinent now because I asked you to grade the Blue Jays season. And let me let me just say, if I had y'all as teachers, I probably would not have made it as far as I did in school because... Y'all, y'all were harsh. I mean, I, I, I know it was a very bad team, but sometimes you got to grade on a curve a little bit. I, I actually, I, I want to give them like a C plus. Just the pitching completely fell apart, but the young guys came up and did what they were expected to do, which is give the fans hope, like show something tangible coming on the horizon for this team. And, and even, even some of the pitchers managed to do that. Like I, I was nowhere near as excited for Trent Thornton as I am at the end of the season, seeing especially this late season renaissance he seemed to put in. I wasn't excited for Jacob Wagas back, but he managed to put in some decent performances. I had zero faith in Sam Gaviglio and Jason Adam. And they managed to perform. So 
there there were some enough pleasant surprises for the Blue Jays that I I guess I'm a little kinder to them and I give them a C plus. I mean, yeah, you can't give a 95 loss team any more than that. But you know, again, I I feel hope for the future, and that's what this season was about. It was about taking the lumps getting the kids experience and hopefully moving forward and, and giving the fan base something to hold on to for the future. And I think they accomplished that. So I, I can't, I can't dock them too much. So we're going to get to your grades after this break, but just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. You can watch your favorite teams and artists perform in person and get credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app using the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program. Um, you, you get You get tickets to anything, any kind of live events, concerts, theater, sports... And you get those reward points and you get discounts back on your purchases up to 16% credit on your tickets. So you just go to the App Store or Google Play, whatever you got. We're not picky. Download the Vivid Seats app. You're automatically enrolled in the rewards program. So you get credits on your first purchase. And all Vivid Seats orders are backed by a 100% guarantee that you will get a ticket that will be worthwhile for you. And right now, if you enter that promo code postseason at checkout, you will receive a discount of up to $100. So free money just being given away on this podcast. So check out Vivid Seats, make a memory that lasts a lifetime, and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So I said I had your report cards ready to go over. I have them stacked in front of me. So let's just dive right into them, shall we? Let's start with a frequent contributor to the show, Matt Hall, at Hallomaniac07. Gives the Blue Jays a D. The starting pitching won the fewest games in the majors. For the first half of the season, they didn't do a good job of letting the kids play, often favoring Eric Sogard and Freddie Galvis. They did a good job of, of acknowledging when people struggled and sent them down for a reboot. They wasted too much time on Hansen and Brito. I think we can all agree that the Alan Hansen and Socrates Brito era of Blue Jays baseball will not be fondly remembered. I, I think Eric Sogard and Freddie Galvis do get a pass for what they were able to do. But, yeah, the starting pitching was dreadful for the most part. I mean, like, when when your wins leader has six wins on the season, and and that's that's a mark shared by two pitchers who were traded, and one of them was a reliever, that's not good. So, obviously, that is something the Blue Jays need to work on. And we'll be talking about the rotation a little later in the week. But I I, I can't really argue with a lot of Matt's reasons. And neither can Alex Poff at Poff Alex, who also gives the Blue Jays a D and says, Because Alex is a lazy fellow, please see Matt's reply. Ditto. So, 
Hey, I, I gotta give Alex credit for being efficient. So, uh, Krista Jean Ann at KJA16 underscore. Those dreaded underscores. A for effort. I'll leave it at that. It's very, very kind. Uh, Liz at Biggles14 gives them a C grade. I think that's perfectly mediocre. I think that's perfectly acceptable. Uh, Karen Suter1. Jay's from the Couch Writer at Karen Suter1. Um, for her, she's thinking C+. Like much of life, you have to look at results versus expectations. 2019 was always about development for the Blue Jays. Impressed with the progress overall of Vlad, Bo, Kevin, Lourdes, Danny, and Reese. Not bad for first year of a rebuild. That, hey, like I said, there's more hope in Toronto than there is in Baltimore or Detroit or even Miami or, or Kansas City. Like, at least Toronto has something that they're building on. And if you want to hear me and Karen talk more about this, uh, you should check out the Jays from the Couch Radio episode that will be dropping, I believe, tomorrow. If it's not already out, it will be out soon. But we go into it pretty deep there. So that, that was a fun conversation. I made Sean really angry. So that was good. Uh, at Gay Baseball Fan says, F, unwatchable baseball for the most part, attendance down 600,000 fans. And, and that is the second straight year that the Blue Jays have had the biggest drop in attendance. And I'm not surprised. Um... Toronto is a city that likes winners and will go to support winners. I mean, they, they even turned away from the Maple Leafs when when they looked really bad there. But it's it's just a fact of life with Toronto. They do not come out to see losing teams. They do not tolerate losing. So, again, I'm not shocked by that news on the attendance, but... You know, I'm sure they will come right back when they start winning because, again, that's what the city does. So that and you factor in the Raptors run as well. It it was not a good year for the Blue Jays to be really bad. Um, Antastic at underscore Antastic underscore. Uh, Ann says, solid C or C plus pitching was painful at times and there were lots of growing pains, but there were shining moments too. I, again, you, you get what you're, what you're kind of trying to take out of it with your expectations. And, and if you went into 2019 with low expectations, then you came out of it all right. So I, I can't argue. Um, at call me Chris 316 wonders what we're grading the team has been about the youth movement this year for that chris would give them an a plus can't grade the record or anything it's a young team that lost a lot of games expected nothing more see that's exactly it you have to base it kind of on on your expectations and grade this on a curve so well we'll just leave it at that uh heather m at the heather m solid c plus the effort was there and our young prospects had some shiny moments with Bo's extra base hit streak, Cavan cycle. The pitching struggled and Montoyo didn't back up the boys as much as Heather would have liked. Overall, they left her excited for their potential going forward. Also, Guriel's performance in left field deserves praise. Sending him down and teaching him to play outfield was a great decision. 
And that's a decision that I think was a little bit easier to make with Guriel having been an outfielder when he was in Cuba. So, you know, they had some data to go off of, but I I do agree with that. C plus is the is the mark I gave. So nice to know me and Heather are thinking along the same wavelength, I guess. Um, at year of the Vlad. Rookie progression, A minus. Draft, A plus. Can't argue with that. Manuel looks good. Kendall Williams looks good too. I'm I'm excited. Under the radar pickup C. I'm gonna guess that's Sogard and weighed down by Hansen and Brito. Trade deadline, D. Fisher alone brought it down. I don't think we'll be talking about Derek Fisher too much longer. Overall, C. Again, you, you weigh it all out like that. Makes a lot of sense. Um, Jody Bork at Adoption Mama. C+. Plus. The pitching needs work. The outfield need to solidify. But these infield kits have what it takes with some fine-tuning. Jody went to 11 games this year, plus also went to Buffalo twice for the Bisons. Can't wait for the future with this lot. Again, that's, there's that optimism we're talking about. You can't really give this team a solid grade, like, like for a performance standpoint. You have to kind of grade it for what you're going to see, and, and I do agree with that. And let's end it with uh, WC in the hammer at Chamberlain W. D. Rookies look decent, but pitching was ignored to the club's detriment. And since we're still waiting for Derek Fisher's five tools to clear customs, I can't think of the, a deal this team has won since picking up Reese McGuire for Hutch a couple seasons back. Much work to be done. Um, first of all, there there are some trades that they, they seem to be doing pretty well. I mean, Santiago Espinal looks great. The, uh, the prospect they acquired for... Uh, Steve Pierce. Um, I don't hate the J-Hap deal as much as a lot of people. I think Brandon Drury and Billy McKinney were useful pieces for this season. A bit more useful than J-Hap and his five ERA would have been. I I can't give any love to the Derek Fisher deal, but, you know, trading guys like David Phelps for uh, Thomas Hatch, he looked really good in New Hampshire. Um trading Eric Sogard for two pitchers who would not be available to the Blue Jays otherwise if that minor league deal didn't pay off. Like, there there were moves that were made. I just don't think they're evident yet because they were clearly being made to look towards the future. And the ones that were made more for the now, the Kevin Pillar deal, the, the Hap deal, the Josh Donaldson deal, um, the Derek Fisher deal, a lot of those were nearly as successful because they were buying on past potential and and it just did not pan out. You cannot expect Jose Bautista to show up in every trade you make. So I I can't really defend the trade record, but I can say they have made some moves with eyes towards the future that do look a lot better than the moves they've made to essentially get warm bodies in. I mean, when when you can make a compelling case that the best trade acquisition for this team was Wilmer Font, that's not a great sign. So, I mean, that that speaks for itself, doesn't it? Anyway, thank you all for giving your grades and, you know, helping set the curve on this class. 
I'm sure we'll be handing out more grades throughout the off season. So if you want to get involved and, and have your two cents heard on this podcast, a uh, reminder to follow me at a underscore J underscore Andrews on Twitter. The underscores are in there because Twitter is dumb as some of the contributors know. Subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya. However you get podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode, especially once we start getting into the off-season schedule and things get a little more sporadic. So make sure you subscribe to get all this Locked On Blue Jays goodness into your device. And follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Locked On Jays. And yeah, I... Again, I'm sorry this is this is coming out so late and there was such a gap and so so few episodes last week. We will fix that this week and we will move on into the off season together. And I hope you're in, you enjoy the playoff baseball. It's uh it's starting tomorrow, so that'll be fun. Anyway, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com. I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care. <laughs>